Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny, in case you are new here, and I am a fourth year student in university studying psychology and commerce. Just in case you're new, I always assume that uh, people aren't, but I need to stop doing that. Anyways, I hope you are doing well. Welcome back to another episode. Happy Monday. I hope you are having the best week, having the best start to the week. Mondays are always my favorite day personally. One of my favorite days, I would say. It's probably Mondays and then mm, like Friday and Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, and Friday are probably my favorite days right now. But anyways, let's get into today's episode. I'm going to be honest, I'm jumping in with a vague idea of a plan that I want to talk about. I have a few things I want to talk about, so we'll see what happens today. Um, We're going to start with a little um, a weekend recap because, as you may know, I film all my episodes the Monday before, so obviously the weekend just happened for me, so it's been an interesting weekend and I feel like I want to talk about it with you guys. So this past weekend um, was my sorority semi. If you don't know what a semi is, it's kind of like a social, maybe? I don't know really what to describe it as, but basically what happens is um, there's an event that we, we booked out an event venue and all the girls get to bring dates if they choose. And it's basically just like a chill night to vibe. You eat, there's food and then uh, dancing, a little bit of dancing. Right now, COVID regulations, you're not supposed to dance indoors, but uh, I don't really understand that rule. But anyways, yeah, you you get to listen to music and just like have a good time, basically. Um, and that was probably my first real event going back into the real world after COVID. I haven't really done anything of the like since COVID started, which obviously is kind of a big deal. I'm going to tell you how the night went when we first started. So that day was Friday and Friday I typically don't have classes. So usually that day's um, day to spend with my boyfriend and we do, we run errands, do all this random stuff. So in the beginning of the day, we met up in the afternoon and we went grocery shopping and stuff like that. And we did all our typical you know, errand running and all that. And then we got ready and we were supposed to get to the buses, which were leaving UBC at 615. And I was also put in charge with the responsibility of uh, doing attendance for one of the buses. Um, So I had to get there probably like at around six just to make sure that everyone got on the buses and I could call people if they weren't and all this kind of stuff. So I decided to leave my boyfriend's place. My boyfriend and I, we were going to leave at 5.15. And typically, you know, I have night classes that start at around 6 and stuff like that. And I've driven to campus before at around 5 p.m. slash 6 p.m. And it's not bad at all. I typically get there in like 20 to 30 to 40 minutes at most. So I was like, oh, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I think leaving at 5.15 will give us like ample time to get to campus. But boy, was I wrong. I don't know why but I forgot that it's Friday night you know Friday night rush hour and everyone's just itching to go out I guess so traffic to UBC was really really bad and I literally like almost had an anxiety attack as as I was driving um it was not good. I was just really stressed out. I get really stressed out about timed deadlines like if I have to be somewhere at a certain time and um 
I just get really stressed out if I think I'm not going to make it. So obviously in this case, when the buses were going to leave at 6.15 and if you weren't there on time, like you had to find your own way there. Like I got really stressed out and also the fact that I was supposed to do attendance and stuff. So I was really stressed out as I was driving there. Um, it was like, honestly, I could feel my heart beating in my chest so fast and my stomach was like gripping so tight. I just feel like, like all the signs of my typical panic attack anxiety attack they were coming through as I was driving so I really had to focus on breathing really deeply and my boyfriend helped me out and it was it was okay in the end Um, I ended up taking a little shortcut to get to campus so we got there on time which I was really thankful for and uh, surprised that happened to be honest but yeah it was like a really fun night and then um, just for fun some of the girls we decided like after our semi separately we decided to go to an after party and we went clubbing so I haven't gone clubbing in almost two years basically I haven't gone clubbing since before the pandemic started I think the last time that I went was December 2019 and uh that's a really long time from then until now. So yeah, it was, it was quite an experience. Let me try to explain it to you. First of all, as I said earlier, we are not allowed to be dancing. Like the COVID regulations is that like you can take off your mask, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to social distance. But the one thing you're not allowed to do indoors is dance. So that would make it really weird because I was like, what do you even do at a club if you're not dancing? Obviously you do a little bit of drinking and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, right? Like Typically, I go to a club to do some dancing, to the music, with my friends and all that. So I was like, what is going to go on? But at the club, my boyfriend and I, also the whole night, since my boyfriend isn't in my sorority, obviously, and he's not really friends with any of the girls there, I was introducing him to every single girl in my chapter. I tried to tell him about every single girl in our chapter, what they did in their leadership positions and all this stuff. And he had a really good time like meeting everyone and stuff like that. And I feel like um, I had to definitely improve on my hostessing skills. Like I was trying to be a really good host and like start conversations and stuff like that. And obviously that makes me nervous, but I feel like we both had a really good time just spending time with each other. And then also meeting girls and talking to them and stuff like that. So that was really fun. But at the club, we didn't stay for very long, but somehow there was like a pool table at the club. So we were watching other people play pool and this is the kicker part okay so this is like the juicy part of the story that i really like could not believe was happening so for the event the semi event i had to stay sober because i was one of the sober sisters as we say so i wasn't drinking at all that night but when we got to the club i decided to just you know get a drink because why not it was my first time going to the club in a couple years so i got a vodka crayon but i feel like the girl did not put any alcohol in my drink um same with my boyfriend he got a gin and tonic but we feel like it was just like cranberry juice and sparkling water like it really wasn't anything nothing to get you like hammered (laughs) this is definitely more pg or not pg than my typical podcast episode so if you're like a younger person listening to this i'm sorry in advance maybe today's episode's not for you but um yeah so we got a drink and we like swayed to the music we didn't dance because obviously that's illegal (laughs) um and i'm joking by the way in case you can't tell but we did sway a little bit we were singing we were having fun and then we sat down next to the pool table and we were watching some of the other girls play pool with their dates and stuff like that and then some moment went by and i was like not tipsy i definitely felt like very 
excited I don't know if you guys feel the same way but like you go and you're surrounded by a bunch of drunk people and you then feel drunk even though you haven't drank anything like that's kind of how I felt the entire night I didn't drink at all until we got to the club but even during the event and like stuff like that I felt like I was I was on the energy of the intoxicated people so I was very you know happy and excited and just stuff like that but at the club I turned my head for like one second. This is like when people are actually starting to come in, like not just girls that are related to my sorority, but like actual like random people that we don't really know because it was like obviously a Friday night at the clubs. People are going to go. I saw a guy that I used to talk to and we had talked at the beginning of COVID. I don't really know if we were like talking. We every time I like it's actually a funny story with this guy. I tried to like hit him up before a couple years ago, um, way before COVID started. But at the time, like he just broke up with a long-term girlfriend and I was also in my like, I don't like men phase. So like we talked for a little bit, but it just wasn't the right time for both of us. And then we stopped talking. And then somehow at the beginning of COVID, we ended up starting talking again. And we talked for like a couple months, I would say. And we were like, you know, we'd stay up late and like call each other and do all this stuff. And we never really ended up anywhere. Um, It was more so, I think, also because COVID just made us a little lonely. We didn't really have anyone to talk to. And then we just stopped talking all of a sudden. Um, So I saw him at the club and it was really fast because he was just walking to the bathroom. But to walk to the men's bathroom, you have to pass by the pool table. And I was sitting there with my boyfriend and like a bunch of other girls from my sorority. And I was like, what the heck? And I feel like I feel like I might have hallucinated when I'm thinking about it now. But I swear to God. Like, I swear that he passed by and in that flash second, I could recognize that it was him because he wasn't wearing a mask, but I still was. I just was really paranoid the entire night. So I decided to wear my mask for a majority of the night, especially at the club, because like that's when you mix with like a bunch of random people. So I was really uncomfortable with that. But um, yeah, the whole night I was like, oh my God. And then I like kept my mask on the entire night after I finished my drink. I was like, I do not want him to see me. Um, This is not good. And I was telling my boyfriend about it because we were both like, oh my God, what the heck? This is so weird. How could this happen? Like on the night that we decide to go out, we never go clubbing. I've taken, it took me literal, literal months to convince my boyfriend to go clubbing with me. Um, I told him about semi so many months ago and he was like, oh, I'll go, but not to the clubbing part because I'm not really into clubbing anymore. But I was like, no, please. Like this is the first time since COVID and like in so long, like it'll be so fun. Took me so many months to convince him to go clubbing with me in the first place and on that night it has to be that night that I see someone that I used to talk to he did like we did make eye contact but I was wearing my mask so I feel like he didn't know it was me I don't know though we didn't see each other after and like my boyfriend and I left soon after because um the next morning we had to go to work so we couldn't stay out that late but yeah that was a really interesting experience for the first clubbing experience back out in the world after covid um probably not gonna go to clubs anymore anytime soon I mean I used to really like clubbing but it was mostly for the dancing um and like the talking to people like random people but now that I'm in a relationship and you can't go dancing like I'm not really interested in clubbing anymore (laughs) I would also say that it like I felt really really anxious right after leaving um the entire night because you know having mixed with more people than I have in the last two years made me really really paranoid and 
I just felt really anxious for a long time afterwards. And even the day after I was feeling pretty paranoid. So luckily it's okay. Um, I ended up talking myself out of it. I'm okay now. I feel fine. But yeah, that was my weekend. It was quite hectic, I guess. Um, Definitely a first for everything and very interesting to say the least. Okay, well, that's my recap of my weekend. Let's finally get into my rosebud and thorn for today. Um, let me think about this. Hmm. Okay, I know what my thorn is for sure. My thorn is, so If in case you don't know, I teach Chinese dance on the weekend. So during the weekdays, my typical part-time job is that I tutor math for some kids at like a math tutoring franchise kind of place and that's like so much fun I love my job there um, definitely have harder days than others but like all in all it's like one of my favorite things to do ever it's like seriously so fun and time passes so fast when I'm there um, but one of my other jobs is that I teach Chinese dance on the weekends I teach one class on Saturdays and I teach one class on Sundays and I have been having a lot of trouble with my dance class um So I would say that my dance classes, the typical age is a little younger than what I would work with at math. So my younger class for my weekend dance classes, they are like four to five. So some of them have not started school yet or are in kindergarten right now. And oh my goodness, it is so chaotic every single week. So I feel like my thorn is just that like these past few months especially I've noticed how much kids have changed especially since I was a kid in dance class um I feel like especially so I'll talk about when I was in dance class when I was little so I started dance when I was like four years old and I've been dancing ever since I'm currently 21 now so it's been almost like 17 years which is crazy um but I Just remember, like, as I was growing up, I had a lot of, I would say, older teachers. You know, obviously, they're not like, not like me, basically. All my teachers were kind of like in their 50s or 60s, and it was more okay to be stricter with kids back then. So I feel like I was very obedient, especially to authority, and also just like very polite and kind and listened well and stuff like that. And I feel like all, it's not that kids don't listen well Mm, hard to say they kind of don't but I just feel like there's such a big shift in blind obedience in kids now and I was thinking about it this morning and I can't decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing because I can consider like cases for both sides so in terms of like blind obedience I'm kind of talking about how you would you're like you just met a teacher and you don't really know them, but you're still obedient to them and what you, they would like out of you, despite the fact that, you know, you don't really have a connection with them and maybe you don't trust them that much. I would say for kids growing up like my age, especially a lot of the girls that I dance with like that are my age, we all talked about how when we were kids, we were so like obedient to teachers, like we really wanted to be on the teacher's good side and we really cared about what the teacher thought and stuff like that. But nowadays with kids, I don't really see that anymore. And I think 
one of the good things of that is that um, these kids are going to be really good at setting boundaries because I feel like in the past we've always had this idea, especially in Chinese or Asian culture, you have this idea of respect your elders, right? Like you're supposed to, you know, say hi to family members that you might not have ever met before and you're expected to be nice to them and do whatever they want you to, even if you've never met them before. Like I know for me, especially like when I would go back to China and this is like every 10 years or so I would go back to China and obviously with such a rare trip we would have to visit like all of my extended family members so people that I've never even met before one trip that I remember really specifically is when I graduated high school that summer my family decided to take a trip to China because obviously like I was graduating high school and that's like something to celebrate I guess and we also hadn't gone back in like 10 years but I just remember that trip we had to go back to my family my dad's side's like village I would say a lot of my family extended family on my dad's side lives in like a rural village in China and we had a huge dinner with the village. Like the entire village came to my dad, dad's side's family's house. Um, and we hosted a big, big dinner. And I just, I had to talk to so many people that I had never met before. And there were so many family members. I don't even know if they were family members, but like village members coming up to me, congratulating me, giving me red pockets. Like I was like, what is going on? I've never even met these people before. And obviously I was a little older, so I knew how to be respectful and how to be polite and stuff like that. But had I been any younger, I feel like I would have been so confused and I would have tried to be so obedient to these adults like without even knowing who they are. So I feel like kids nowadays, the fact that they can question a parent or an adult's authority and also like why these adults are forcing them to do certain things really gives them a good foundation for setting boundaries because we all know I cannot do that. And I feel like a big part of it was that I kind of just would just do whatever adults told me to when I was little. I never really made decisions for myself. And that's a huge detriment to me now because now that I am an adult, like there are so many things that I either can't set boundaries, like decision-making can sometimes be so hard for me. It's just like so many of these things that I feel like because these kids are a little different now, they're not going to grow up the same way that I did, which is obviously good. But obviously the downside to that is like, I don't really know what to say back to them. Like, you know, when I'm like, okay, let's practice our skipping and galloping now. And if they don't want to do it, like, what am I supposed to say? Because... I can't really be like, no, you have to, because that's infringing on like their personal rights. Um, Who am I to say what they can or do not want to do? But, you know, your parents have signed you up to dance class for a reason, right? Like, that's why you're here. I would assume you like dancing. And these are just kind of the things that we have to work on when we're in dance class. So I've been having trouble with that, basically, and kind of taking my ground as an authoritative figure but also trying to be gentle with them because I feel like I feel like the gentle parenting side of TikTok has gotten me and I feel like if I were ever to be a parent like that's definitely one way that I would consider parenting a child and yeah anyways that's my thorn a very long-winded thorn I could also go on about more but we'll stop there my mm, my bud is that I am looking forward to let me think okay I'm looking forward to a few things first my 
new planner is supposed to come in the mail today. Um, I ordered a Hobonichi Teko Cousin for 2022. If you don't know what it is, you can definitely Google it. It's like a Japanese planner that is so cool. And I've been looking at it for a while. I definitely looked at it like last year and I didn't really want to because I had ordered an Erin Condren at the time. But this year I'm going to switch to a Hobonichi for my memory planning and see how that goes. I'm just obsessed with stationery and planners and stuff like that. So I love spending money on those things. Um, great. Ahaha. But yeah, that's supposed to come in the mail today. I was just checking the tracking on that, which I really didn't expect because it's coming from Japan. So I feel like it was going to take like many weeks, but I guess it came kind of fast. My other thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, this Friday, my boyfriend and I are going to a lights festival in Vancouver, you know, those like holiday lights and stuff like that. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I love these like wholesome holiday things, as I've said before. So I'm really excited for that. And I didn't go last year. I went the year before. So really excited to see it again. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for it. And then my rose, my rose is probably, let me think. My rose is that it's a Monday and I love Mondays and I've talked about it so many times on my podcast, so I'm not going to talk about it again, but yeah, like Mondays are like one of my favorite days of the week now and I've just had such a good time. I went grocery shopping this morning for a bunch of stuff because I was running out of everything in my fridge and, you know, I just made lunch and it was so delicious, got a lot of work done in this morning. So all in all, a great day and still going to be a great day as I continue. So having a great day so far. Okay, let's continue. I kind of wanted to bring this up very briefly, but I want to talk about peer pressure. I had been requested to talk about this topic a couple months ago, but I didn't really feel like I was in the right headspace at the time for this topic and I didn't really know how to address it. But today I kind of have the urge to talk about it weirdly. I, it's not like nothing really happened to me that makes me want to talk about it, but I kind of thought about the fact that someone requested it a couple months ago and I was like, oh, this might be something good to talk about, especially because I didn't have any ideas for today. But let's talk about it. I feel like when you are younger in high school, peer pressure looks very differently than when you are an adult. And adult peer pressure, like, I feel like people don't think it's a thing, but it really is. So let's talk about in high school first. Um, I would say in high school, peer pressure is definitely very more explicit and you have to fit into a certain group and you're going to do whatever it takes to be in that group. In my experience, um, the high school that I went to and the elementary school, they were very, not like clicky, but there were very distinct friend groups. So if you didn't really fit in that friend group, you know, some girls just didn't fit in any real friend group in our grade, like you were kind of on your own. So I feel like there was a lot of pressure to be in a friend group because especially in high school, you know, it's really odd to be alone like people kind of think you're weird so I definitely felt like a lot of peer pressure to fit into certain groups and if I wanted to be in a different friend group I would have to fit in with them and like change myself to be with them which obviously is not good and I think the biggest experience that I had with like peer pressure is 
I remember in grade 10, there was a lot of drama within like my friend circle because some girls, you know, grade 10, I would say is like maybe the normal age for high schoolers to start drinking and like trying drugs and whatever. So as any other teenagers would, they like a lot of my friends started, you know, drinking alcohol and like trying weed and stuff like that. And it was like very weird for me. Also, side note, this is definitely going to be like a more mature episode. I know like the topics of alcohol and drugs are not really mature nowadays because I feel like everyone does it into some capacity, but I am going to put a little disclaimer in the fact that today's episode is a little more mature. You know, I feel like for me, a big part of peer pressure wasn't like, oh, do this or else I'm not going to be friends with you and like drink this alcohol or else I'm not going to be friends with you. But it was very implicit in that like all my friends started drinking around the same time and I had kind of personal conflicts with it for the longest time. So I felt very like pressured to drink because all my friends were doing it when in reality, it really doesn't matter. But anyways, in grade 10, you know, I feel like a lot of people in the summer before grade 11, after grade 10, there were a lot of house parties going on and obviously people were drinking at those. And for the longest time, I was really against drinking. Um, This kind of has just to do with like my personal family issues and stuff like that. But like alcohol is not like through growing up, I never really saw alcohol in the best light, like through my family and stuff like that. Like my family didn't really give a good impression of alcohol when I was growing up. So for the longest time, I was like, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to be sober for the rest of my life. Like this is not really something I want to deal with. But when people started drinking and all my friends started doing alcohol and all this stuff, I was feeling so conflicted because I was like, well, it looks like they're having so much fun and it's normal. So why can't I just be normal and also drink alcohol too at these parties? But I was always like, oh my God, no, like this is bad. Like we're underage and all this stuff. Like this is illegal. Like what if I get arrested at 14, at 16 years old? But yeah, I felt like a lot of internal turmoil. And eventually, um, obviously this is maybe not the best answer, but I did start drinking, but I didn't have my first drink until grade 12. Um, If you were going through, like you are a similar age in high school, like your friends started drinking and stuff like that, do not feel pressured to drink at all. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter and people really don't care. Um, If people are pressuring you to drink in order to stay friends with them or to stay in the friend group, like do not like just disassociate yourself with them because they're not obviously good friends and eventually you will find a new friend group that accepts you for who you are. It's like a lot easier said than done and I know high school can be really dumb at times. Like high school friendships are so complicated for no reason but if you are in this situation like I do not really want to encourage Okay, not I do not really want to. I do not encourage drinking underage for the sake of fitting in and with your friends. Also not too much anyways, if you're like actually want to drink, don't do it that much when you're young because it can mess with your body and it's like really bad for you. But um, especially do not do it for the fact of fitting in with your friends and if people ever pressure you, like that is never the reason to do to drink alcohol or to do drugs at all and if you can like do it in a safe capacity with your family or with people that you trust because those kinds of things can be really dangerous especially if you've never tried alcohol or drugs before you need to like know your limit and um stay within it oh my god i don't want to quote that like gambling ad in canada but like actually like know your limit and stay within it because it is really dangerous at times but anyways 
I did end up having my first drink at grade 12, in grade 12, and I was like, okay, this is not as bad as I thought. And I think a big part of it is that this pressure is, a lot of it is internal and self-inflicted. Obviously, no one was pressuring me to drink at all, like in order to be friends with them or like whatever. Like it was just me reflecting back on myself like I was like oh people are gonna think I'm weird if I don't drink and all this stuff but no one is paying attention to you especially if everyone else is drinking like they're probably busy with being drunk rather than paying attention to you and in the end of the day like setting boundaries is really important and you need to be able to if you want to uphold these boundaries and stuff like that and you don't want to be inflicted by peer pressure I think the norms within a friend group can also create a lot of peer pressure, like not even related to drugs and alcohol anymore, but more so things like if your friends are really, um, really like spending money on expensive things and they love buying new clothes all the time, like that can kind of pressure you to feel a certain way as well, especially when a lot of us in high school and growing up and even in adulthood, we kind of put our friends on a pedestal and we're like, oh, these people are good. Like I want to spend my time with them. So in order to be good too like I should do whatever they do but sometimes I feel like it's good to have a reality check because our friends are not always the best influences especially if you guys have different values or priorities I think it's really important to just reconsider what you want and if your friends are going to bring that to you so today I was listening to a podcast I've been listening to two daily podcasts one was the daily the daily motivation. Oh my God, I forgot. I talked about it in my last episode, the daily motivation podcast or something like that. And then the other one is the mindset mentor. I've listened to this podcast on and off for a very long time and I really got into it recently. Um, But today's episode was about like some questions to ask yourself to reflect about your life. And one of them is who do you spend your time with? Because even if you are on your own personal discovery journey, this like introspection journey and trying to get better like the fact that you surround yourself with other people is really really like influences you a lot and is very important because you might not feel it but the people you spend your time with really affects how you are what your values are and what your priorities are um I I know I feel like everyone's heard of this quote like you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with and that is such an important thing to keep in mind because I feel like not even just like personality traits and characteristics, but also the norms and the the behaviors that your friends set for you, set as normal, set as good. What What is the social norm, you know? Because for the longest time, I was surrounded by a lot of people that were very materialistic and they loved spending money and they loved doing this and that, that I didn't really personally agree with, but I feel like I fell into that trap just because I was pressured to fit in with them and be like them as well. Well, I was like, well, if everyone else is going out for lunch at spare, like I should as well, because like, that's what's cool, right? Like we're in grade 12 now and stuff like that. And like driving a car and all these kinds of like random things that honestly weren't that important at the end of the day but I feel like my my friendships when I realized that and I started you know distancing myself with people that I didn't really feel like I clicked with anymore it gave me a lot of good headspace to reflect on what I was trying to accomplish with my life and also how I was achieving it and if my friends were affecting that in some way 
it's it's definitely very tough to think about especially if you like really like your friends and I'm not saying you have to cut them out forever like they can still be people you hang out with from time to time but the people that you are most intimate with and share your goals with and all this kind of personal stuff with has to be people that bring you up and honestly are like inspiring to you I would say though, as you get older, it is a lot easier to have control over your life. I feel like because you're, when you're in elementary school and high school, like you only have like such a pool of people to be friends with and to be civil with and stuff like that. So if you don't find your people in elementary school or high school or even like university or adulthood, like that is fine. Um, I think learning to enjoy your own company is very important as well so that you don't have to rely on other people to make decisions for you, help you be happy and all this kind of stuff. Now that I think about it and reflect about it, I feel like I was very influenced by my friends in high school. Um, Like I can think of a lot of examples, like mm, definitely some effect to applying to university obviously these are not like make or break like oh my friends just pushed me to do these things I also had some factor to do with it but like my friends definitely played a role like you know applying choosing to apply to different kinds of universities and what kind of stuff I spent my money on like how much money I spent and like what kind of clothes I wore and all this kind of stuff that honestly has a lot to do with your identity. I feel like in high school, I didn't really have an identity and other people helped me build my identity. And that's why I felt so much pressure to change as soon as my friends thought something was cool or not cool or whatever. But now that I am an adult, an adult, I put that in quotation marks. I'm not really an adult. But now that I have more autonomy over a lot of decisions that I have in my life, I feel like I have definitely improved a lot in making decisions that align with my own personal values and trying to do things for my own benefit and not just to fit into a social group. That being said, like I feel like adulthood is a lot more lonely than high school and elementary school. Actually, I I don't even know because in high school, I wouldn't say I was alone. I was never alone. That's for sure. I always has friends. You know, after school, I would study with friends. I would be home and all my family was home. And then but I, I still feel like I felt lonely. Like it wasn't really that like those people there were amazing. Um, yeah, I still feel like I felt lonely, but I was never alone. And nowadays it's kind of the opposite. I definitely am alone a lot more of the time. I spend a lot of time by myself, whether that be working or just doing whatever grocery shopping, like anything. I spend a lot of time alone, but it's definitely less lonely. And I think that's because I've cultivated like a nice space in my mind now that I like spending time with it. Um, in the past, it was definitely not the case. And I feel like I had to be accepted by people to feel satisfied with myself, which is obviously not good at all. So it definitely takes a lot of time. And I think peer pressure is definitely linked with a lot of issues with identity and autonomy and independence that take time to cultivate and grow, you know? This is just a side note, but I think it's so interesting how some people's jobs now or a lot of people's jobs now is literally to influence like influencers. Their job is literally to 
influence your decisions and influence who you are and influence the way that you live your life. Like I think that is so interesting and especially with so much outside media and like media consumption now. I think a lot of adolescents and teenagers will have a lot of trouble trying to build their own identity from the inside out. I think they're going to be building it from the outside in now more than ever. And what I mean by that is you consume a lot of media about what other people like, the trends that other people are participating in, and using that, you make your own identity. Versus I think when I was trying to build myself up and figure out who I was. I did that a lot through self-reflection and introspection. And I don't know if people do that as much anymore. I've been really enjoying doing it like these past few weeks. As I said in my last episode, I've been in a very reflective mood and I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts. So I think that that's definitely helped me out. Um, I've listened to more podcasts the last few weeks probably than in my entire life. And that's weird because I have a podcast, but to be honest, I don't listen to a ton. There are some that I'm like a regular listener to, but I'm not really one to play a podcast over playing music. I don't know. I'm just in a weird mood sometimes. I'm just in a silly, goofy mood as one would say. Okay. The last thing that I'm going to talk about for today's episode is going to be my just kind of like admin talking about the end of the year and what that's going to look like for me, my podcast, my content, and just everything in general, because we are coming up on December. I mean, you're going to hear this episode in December. So obviously that's like crazy. Um, There's only one month left, which is honestly wild. I mean, everyone says it like every time a month passes, but they're always like, oh my God, I can't believe it's this month now. What the heck? This year is flying by. But genuinely this year has been so fast and I cannot believe it. First of all, I'm so excited that this year has turned out the way that it has. I mean, with science and vaccines and everything, like we are able to live life again, which is so amazing. But anyways, let's talk about um, what's coming up in December because that's really exciting. So I I guess maybe not what's coming up in December, but what December brings to me and what I think about December. I'm going to still be making my Monday podcast episodes, of course, with December coming around the corner. We're definitely going to do a bit more of reflection about the end of the year and all this kind of stuff. And that's going to be really fun. I want to do another episode with my boyfriend before the year ends, but we'll see how that goes. We're both really busy coming up on final season and just like the end of the year. So we'll see about that. But that's definitely coming soon. I have been meaning to film another episode with him, but we just haven't had the time and it's been a really crazy month for us. Crazy last few months. It's been crazy for us. Um, I definitely am going to vlog a little more this month. So if you watch my YouTube channel, then you can stay tuned for those in November. I would say November is a quite a sad month for me in general. Like I just don't have as much motivation to do things and stuff like that. But I think with December and a few more holiday events and also final season, like it's just going to be a bit better for me content wise. I'll have a little more time to do fun things and just vlog and do all that. I've always wanted to try doing vlogmas. I've never done it before, but I feel like just because I've been in university, like every December is just final season and I have nothing to do except study all day. And I feel like that'd be a really boring vlogmas. But maybe next year when I'm not in university anymore, I could do vlogmas. That might be an option. We'll, we'll, we'll think about that for next year. 
then I think also in December, I'm going to take, I don't really know. My finals don't end until like the 21st. So big part of December is just going to be me studying for finals. And then I'm going to have a bit of fun over the holidays, not really doing anything. I hope I'm going to go up to the mountains and go snowboarding because it is Christmas season. Oh, I have to think about that. I definitely want to go snowboarding this season. Okay, well, I'm going to start organizing that with my friends. Um, Anyways, I hope you are doing well. I hope you have the best end to 2021. Make sure you come back next Monday for my next episode of Over Easy. And I will see you soon. Bye.